Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, we are after Labor Day, which I kind of can't believe that always was the end of summer to me growing up, and I I guess I still sort of equate it that way. And it also marks for me the end of a break. I had my dogs on a break You know, again, I have Bernese Mountain Dogs, so summer, humidity, crazy heat, it just is not a great combination for running Bernese Mountain Dogs in agility, just like that's one of the breaks we've been on, right? I did do some obedience in August, but really uh, the agility ring, we've been on a big hiatus. And I've talked about this before, but I'm a huge fan of taking conscious, longer breaks. Uh, It has a whole bunch of benefits. And depending on your personal schedule, your time of year, what's going on in your dog's life, you may take breaks at different times for different reasons, right? I've taken breaks because of rehab or surgeries or injury. But I take my summer breaks because of the heat. Some people might take winter breaks because it's just too damn cold or the weather is not conducive to driving around. Um, But the reason I love a break comes actually from a lesson I learned in the horses and that you know we always gave the horses like god a month off or a month or six weeks or even eight weeks off sometimes after a really big push so after like many months at it and competing you know we'd come home after like say the finals in the fall and we'd give them like a month off or something and just turn them out and just let them be horses and just let them be And I thought it was, you know, it's really interesting looking back on it. And I'm sure that has changed, right? There's there's so many advancements in how we condition our animals, our performance animals nowadays that I'm I'm sure that has changed some. But the premise that I want to talk about is that idea of taking some well-deserved breaks and what that can do. For our dogs, it lets them heal mentally and physically. And I have always seen that after a break, so like I took my dogs to class this week, they were so excited to be back, right? You could tell that they were like, yes, we get to come back. And it didn't feel like work. And there was no, there was no like, oh my God, we're working really hard on anything. They were, it was just pure joy, right? And so that's like a, both a mental thing and a physical thing, because there's so many like little micro things that are going on in our dogs' bodies, you know, micro, you know, tears or strains or something that we don't see because they're not lame or they don't show us anything, but it's healing and it's work, right? It's like if we work out, you know, that muscle, what is muscle soreness? Well, it's a good soreness, but it is your 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 body's being sort of torn down and rebuilt better. So the dogs need a break every once in a while. You know, we really can't, you know, they, they don't have like 10 million jumps in them. You know what I mean? Like you re- really do need to heal and rest their bodies and minds. And that is true for us as well. Uh, I know that like, you know, I try to work out semi-regularly, do my best. And, um, you know, every once in a while or like between, like I'll do like a nine-week program and then I'll make myself take a, a week off. 
and just do either switch to like yoga or nothing (laughs) or stretching or swimming or hiking or something and switch because you don't want to keep beating your body in the same manner, especially like a repetitive sport or repetitive motion or something like that. And of course, from a, a brain perspective, then yeah, you get back to your routine and you're like, oh my God, this is, this is great. This was just the break I needed, right? And so I really... I'm a fan. Can you tell? I'm really a fan of the long break. And so, uh, but I think that what happens for us, and I think, gosh, if quarantine taught us, you know, well, a whole bunch of things probably, but if it taught us anything, it's like we are, we lose stamina also when we're on a break and we come back and we may not have the same kind of focus. And so what's interesting to me is people are like, yeah, but I was conditioning or I was doing this or I was doing that or whatever. It's like, yeah, you were. And yes, there's some physical things like the physical things are easy. It's easy to look at my dogs and say like, okay, my dogs have been off doing other things. We've been swimming. We've been doing some hikes. We've been doing some other things, but like they haven't jumped a jump in a while. So I know that like watching Trip last night, he was like, by the end of his run, he was like, I got to sit down. I'm tired. So we're used to seeing the physical, the outward signs of them not being in shape. But I think we're not used to the mental signs. And this is true for us as handlers, as it is for our dogs. So Again, the dogs are easy because we're really we're really trained to look at our dogs and really be objective with our dogs. So we look at our dogs and you're like, great, I can see that uh, trip. You're going to need, for instance, more grid work, more conditioning in this area. You know, you're you're in good shape because we've been working, and I I've actually started in back drafting and doing some weight conditioning for carting. Um, but I can see that like his jumping, okay, his this needs strength. We need to do this. Great, got it. Physical, got it. But I what I forget, and what I think we all forget is like, what about mental? What about for him, like keeping engaged for? X amount of time mentally or doing a run and then sitting out and then coming back and doing another run or the kind of kind of mental energy it takes to be at a trial all day and run once at say 10 a.m. and not run again until two and you know being in the crating area or even being in the car and like that kind of mental stamina and I don't think we think enough about that. I think we just assume that they remember. Well, of course they remember, but it doesn't mean they're in shape to be able to focus or be able to perform at quite the same level that they were where you left off, right? So if I left off in 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 June, actually, dear Lord, I left off in June. I think that was my last agility trial. And to come back and expect that sort of mental stamina to be there in September is super unrealistic of me. You know, even if they are physically fit, they still have to bring back their mental stamina and they still have to build back the ability to focus, the ability to not have a one day trial just completely exhaust them, right? Um, Or, you know, so like I wouldn't come back and I wouldn't have my first trial be a three day trial or a three day away from home trial, right? So you layer on not even just three days of of showing, but then you layer in a hotel or, you know, even in the RV or something like that. And you layer that in and you're like, okay, that's a whole other level of stamina that you're asking of them. So really be cognizant, again, not just of their physical conditioning, but their mental conditioning. And that, of course, dovetails really well into our own conditioning. You know, I have been 
One thing the quarantine did give me is uh, back in a good workout space. So I've had a good, pretty good home workout habit going on. But I noticed last night in class when I was running agility and, and I was running two dogs in the same class. And so, and we did two runs each dog. So four runs within, I don't know, like 25 minutes or something. And as you know, in class, as we all know, you're repeating things, you're doing things, and then you have a section that you do really well, so you keep running. And I even noticed that my physical stamina wasn't there, even though I have been trying to work out and keep up with it, right? So, okay, note to self. And then also, you know, we're running in masks again, where I train. And, you know, I kind of forgot about that, right? And being able to run in a mask. And I was like, okay, get got to get out the, the good masks again and the ones that I can breathe in again, right? Because depending on where you train or practice or what have you, you may be running in a mask again. Okay, that stamina was not on point. And then finally, my physical or physical, my mental stamina and my ability to focus and to be clear. And like I even noticed when I was walking the course, it wasn't a overly complicated course. Um, but I had to like really think through a couple things, right? Again, we're running two dogs in the same course. They run differently. Your handling choices are different. Um, and, um, so you really have to think about, okay, how to do that. And what I noticed is something that normally comes easy. I really had to think about and, um, and I had to think about my focus and my ability to kind of stick with it. Okay. So this shows up in all the rings. I'm using agility as an example because uh, the physicality, you can you can imagine that, right? Even if agility is not your game, you can imagine the physicality that is required. And yet when you think about an agility course, I mean, hopefully you're not, ev- you're not out there for even a minute. Uh, you know, if you are, if you're out there for five minutes, something has gone horribly wrong, probably. Um, but you know, you're out there for seconds, right? I mean, there's a, there's a clock, it's a timed event, like you're out there for seconds. And yet you think, well, how hard is it to focus for 35 seconds? Well, sometimes it's dang hard. So you really need to think about that. And you really need to think about what that means for you, for your dog, for your connection, right? Have you been keeping that connection? Are you used to doing that? So we want to make sure that we are seeing that picture truthfully, right? And really being honest with our uh, preparedness or our in shapeness, I'm sure not a word, um, but our, that level and not to leave out the mental piece of that, right? Don't forget that mental aspect of it and why that can be hard. So what does that mean? So that means that you have to really look at what you're, the feedback that you're getting all right, and uh, we're going to talk about what to do f- about this in a minute, like some give you some tips in a second. But I want you to really think through your goal setting, right? This is where your goal setting comes into place. So you are going to, uh, just by listening to this podcast, you're already like 10 times more aware of the, like the mental stamina and the mental pieces of this for your dogs and for yourself. But even further, how does that then influence the goals that you set the first weekend you're back, for instance? How does it even influence what you enter, 
right? So instead of entering maybe, you know, four classes a day, maybe you're only going to do two a day. And maybe you're just going to know that that first run is going to be like the first pancake. You're just going to want to throw it out, right? Um, I have a, I have a lot of first pancake runs with Moxie for sure. She definitely is a first pancake run dog. You just throw it out. Just don't even worry about it. But if I'm going to enter two days and she hasn't been out there, you know what? Maybe I'm just doing you know, jumpers in standard if I'm doing AKC and maybe I'm just doing those two classes and that's it. Because I'm realizing that I'm not going to waste my money (laughs) on more classes when she's not in shape and then I'm not going to have a dog on Sunday afternoon, for instance, right? So knowing that and being really clear on, you know, their readiness, but also kind of the part of the readiness that you that's harder to train may allow you to make different decisions about everything from what you enter to how you get ready for your day um, to what you do for yourself on that day. Maybe you have, if you run multiple dogs, maybe only one dog goes the first weekend and that you pick up the second dog the second weekend, right? So think it through, you know, don't just pick up where you left off and assume everything is going to be as you were when you left off. You probably are going to have enthusiastic dogs, right? They're going back to work. They're back in the environment. You know, it's a hyped up environment. They're excited to be there. All is good there. But, you know, they might run out of steam. You know, when Trip's really hyped up, he gives everything he's got in his first run and then he's toast. <laughs> it's kind of pathetic, actually. But that's what he did last night. I only ran him. I didn't even finish like my second run because he was done. He, was, he blew his wad in the first run. So the same goes for if you're doing maybe obedience and a rally. Maybe you've got a, a situation where you can do obedience and rally or maybe obedience, rally and breed all at like a cluster. Like, think about that. Like, are you going to do, you know, one obedience run and maybe three masters or, you know, three rally runs if you're going for your masters? Um, the next day, four classes plus go, to, go into the breed ring? That feels like a lot. So, you know, maybe you think about what you enter and what the schedule is, taking that into account. The point is you need to set yourself up for success. If you assume that you are picking up where you left off, you may be setting yourself up for some disappointment. Maybe not. Maybe you've done this before. You got this. You got it going on. I just want you to be really conscious about it and make really good choices and set yourself up for success knowing that all of you, your dogs, you, everything, you're all coming back after a hiatus for whatever reason. This is even more true if you are coming back from a rehab hiatus. You know, you're going to, of course, be hypervigilant about um, the physical aspects of it. Maybe it was your injury. Maybe it was a dog. Who's to know? Um, And you're going to be hypervigilant about the physical aspect of it. And because you're going to be, if it's your dog, you're going to be looking at them. Are they okay? Are they fine? Did it do all the things? Are they ready? Da-da-da-da-da. Maybe that was just my personal experience, you know, being super freaked out about like, okay, is everything okay? And you're really watching. Um, and, you know, the other thing is, is if it's yourself, like, can you trust your knee or your ankle or your wrist or whatever it is? And so that's very distracting. And it also takes a certain amount of energy and focus away from what you normally are focusing on. Okay. Does that make sense? All right, let me catch my breath and I will be right back and we're going to talk about what we do about it. So how do we prepare when we're coming back from a hiatus? All right, be right back. 
All right, I promised to make this super quick, but I've got to tell you what's going on in the Q membership. Each month, we tackle a different theme. In April, for instance, we took a look at our program, from what we feed to how we train. In July and August, the members are basically beta testing an entire masterclass on performing under pressure. And the last week of every month, we have a Zoom a group coaching call where we talk about the theme of the month, but we also get personal in terms of, you know, if there's a challenge that one of the members is facing that they want to talk about. The link to the membership is always in the show notes and there's a monthly and annual option. If you choose the annual, please be sure to put in the code QPODCAST, all one word, at checkout to get an additional month for free. Just my gift for listening. And don't forget, when you sign up, you get access to all the content going all the way back to April 2021, so you can binge to your heart's content. All right, enough about that. Let's get back to the show. And we're back. All right, let's assume that you've been really thoughtful about what you're going to enter, right? Maybe you're not going to do three weekends in a row to start off. Maybe you're going to do a weekend on, take a weekend off, and then like ease back into it. Or maybe you're going to, it's going to shape what you enter. Or maybe you're going to do local trials in the beginning because you don't want to do the overnights right away or whatever. So let's say you learned a thing from the first part of this podcast and you are really thoughtful about what you're going to enter. Fantastic. All right. The next thing I want you to think about, so I'm going to give you like five things to think about here. I want you to expect that you're not going to be kind of, again, picking up where you left off, if you will. Expect that you're going to have some amount of, of uh, let's call it a disruption in your ability to focus, in your dog's ability to focus, in your... Um, you know, the stamina for the day, maybe the first day you're exhausted and you're like, I mean, how am I this exhausted? I was doing this all the time in May. Like it was fine. Like what's the big deal? So just expect and just realize and just be aware that you are probably not coming back, you and your dogs, coming back at the same mental place as where you left off. Okay. And that the impact that that can have, right? Um, I know if I go and sit in an office or sit in a meeting for like eight hours a day, like you go to like sales meetings or something like that, and you're in a room for eight hours a day, it's exhausting because nobody, nobody got the stamina over that anymore, right? So, um, so just know that it will happen. Now, I am not telling you to lower your standards. Absolutely not. I want you to have standards. But what I'm telling you is to set appropriate process goals, Right. If you know that this is going to happen, if you know that you and your dogs are not at the same like height of mental performance that you were because you haven't done it in a couple months or a month or, you know, three weeks, you know, just make the right choices when it comes to setting your goals for yourself and for your dogs, right? Okay, two, because you're not going to pick up where you left off, I want you to do a little more prep work. Okay, I want you to think about, okay, what are the things you can control and not can control? Um, How are you packing lunch and repacking the van? And um, are is everything where you left it, you know, or do you need to like get a new charger for the batteries or like, you know, what do you need? Right. And so think about that um, in terms of your preparation. So in other words, the things you took for granted because you were trialing every weekend or maybe three times a month or something, you know, might not be where they where you left them, right? 
Did you clean out the van during that month? Did you, you know, I don't know, redo something? So just think about your prep, your food, their food, their treats, um, your organization, what you're going to do when you get to the trial. Maybe you need to get there a little bit early, even if it's a place that you always go, just so that you get back in your groove, right? So just recognize that you may need a little more time or a little more prep, again, than you did when you left off. Give yourself that because again when we um, come back from something like that uh, we're not kind of in that same groove we need to kind of get the groove back so give yourself the space to do that okay third I need you to work your focus muscle and your dog's focus muscle so when we talk about building focus you know, we look at our dogs and we think about duration or attention or their ability to do a task for a period of time. And whether you are going to classes with them or whether you're just, you know, working at home, training at home, and then going straight to a trial, you know, their ability to focus has probably, you know, had some deterioration just in the months that they weren't using it. So maybe you go go to Home Depot, go to some dog-friendly place and work your dogs for a little while and let them let them be distracted and overwhelmed by the environment for a second and let them remember like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Working. Got it. Work. Yeah, forgot. For a second. And you can see that, right? And as I, as I tell that story, probably everybody has a memory of that happening with their dogs, right? Where they were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm back. I'm back. Sorry. Just forgot for a second. Well, you're going to do that too. <laughs> okay. So the other side of that is I, I need you to work your focus muscle. And your fo- focus muscle is a little bit easier because you can do it, you know, on the couch if you want. Um, and I'm going to tell you to meditate or I'm going to tell you to like sit quietly and just visualize or work on your visualization. And, you know, I like for you to work in short increments when we visualize, of course. But when it comes to meditation, I would like to see you be able to sit still uh, or and ideally sit still. Yes, while I believe in walking meditations and there's a point for that and I love doing walking meditations, I would like you to build your focus muscle by just sitting still and just sitting and either thinking about like a mantra, something like I am calm, I am calm, you know, in and out, or just focusing on your breath um, for, start with three minutes, set a timer on your phone. There's actually some really great apps that make it like nice little ding ding sound. Um, So it's not so annoying. Please don't set like an alarm for yourself. Um, Set something beautiful. But sit for three minutes and just focus on your breathing and then try to extend it to four minutes and four and a half minutes, five, six, not all in one sitting, work up to it. But one of the reasons that I encourage people to meditate is it, first of all, it's a break for your brain. Like it's so good for you and you look up science of meditation, like go do that work on your own, but it builds focus. It builds your ability to focus. And it reminds me of when we were kids. And um, of course, it depends how old you are listening to this, but I'm over 50. And, you know, there was no iPad in the car trips (laughs) on the way to things. Um, We didn't have games. We had to like, there was a game called Who Can Be Quiet the Longest. I do remember that vividly. Um, And there was the She's Touching Me situation in the back seat. But um, for the most part, it was 
sit there and just like ride in the car quietly, right? Because we didn't have all the distractions. And uh, I bring that up because I think that, you know, we're a slave to the phones. You know, we're always looking for these escapes or numbing out or different things to take our focus away. And I think we forgot how to sit still in the back of a car (laughs) or in the waiting room or, you know, wherever you are waiting and you are on your phone and you remember that like, you know what? There was a time where I just sat here and just waited quietly. And that's an ability to focus, right? Or to just let everything else go and just sit. So believe it or not, maybe you don't want to believe it because you don't want it to be true (laughs) because you don't want to sit still for that long. But it will increase your ability to focus, to stick with a task for a while. It, it tells your parasympathetic nervous system that you're safe and you can calm down and you can just be. And it's a very important skill. And it's important not only to your mental health, but it's important to your mental game because it allows you to learn how to focus, for instance, just on your breath or a mantra or a word or something like that for five minutes and not let anything else in. You can't start there. You have to work up to that and you will see that it's hard or it's or you're, quote, not as good at it as you could be. And I promise you that if you get good at focusing outside the ring, your ability to focus for a minute Or if you're doing obedience, maybe you're in the ring for five minutes, like you need to build some stamina for that. And this will help. I promise you may not like it, (laughs) but I promise it's going to help. Okay, number four, I want you to make a training plan for the days or the week before you're going for your trial. And I don't want you to only think about like, okay, I'm going to an obedience trial. I need to really work my figure eights or my heels or or go outs or whatever it is that you're working on. I want you, yes, do that. But I want you to think about, okay, what is my plan to get my dog and myself back in shape mentally to be able to go play the game, right? Do I need to, you know, do work more like a run through where we come and we get ready and we warm up and then we go do our run and then we come out and we get back in our routine and our back in our groove. So I want you to really have a deliberate training plan, as I've talked about before. Um, And I also want you to refer to any of your notes that you made for those last trials before your hiatus, okay? What was the feedback you were collecting? What were you working on? What were you having trouble with? Were you having trouble with panel jumps? Were you having trouble with, you know, the jump out of the tunnel, right? Again, agility references. Were you having trouble with your figure eights or a pivot turn or something like that in one of the other rings? So remind yourself where you left off for two reasons. One, you whatever problems you had before, Mm, expect that you might still have them because they probably didn't magically heal during your hiatus. So you might want to brush up on that. Um, But also remember that in terms of setting your process goals, keep those things in mind. If you were having trouble with the panel before your hiatus, for instance, in agility, and you have done no work on that sense, then expect that when you get into the ring, into the agility ring, and there's a panel jump, you might need to handle it more consciously, right, than you would have before. So again, there are clues all over the place for you to be curious about and go find and go dig up and then set, incorporate those things into your deliberate 
training plan for the days or maybe a week before you actually walk into the ring. Okay. Finally, of course, use this time to brush up on your mental skills. Duh. Um, you know, make your new index cards or make put a note on your phone or, you know, brush up those goals. Uh, you know, it's a great time to go look at your goals. How are you tracking for your goals for now to the end of the year? What are your process goals look like? Um, what are your reminders going to be? Um, what are the notes from maybe you took a seminar this summer or maybe you did some other classes? What are some notes, some reminders? Go back and read the notes. Go back and read your feedback. Go back and look at how you were capturing your results or your journaling or your notes from before and really like brush up on things. That goes for your performance in the ring, but also what classes, what mental skills classes did you take? Um, did you take any of my classes? Did you take any things where you took notes or something that you want to go look at? Or you remember like an exercise that we did that you really liked that you want to go do that? So go brush that off. I always beg and plead and encourage people to work on their mental skills while life is quiet right? Because it's it's actually easier to fit it in. It's easier to practice. The problem is what I find with all my clients, my coaching clients specifically, is that they truthfully lack the motivation to work on their mental skills when they're not entered in trials. Because they kind of think like, eh, don't need it. It's later. Like I'm not entered anywhere. I'll brush off those skills when I need them. Well, if you're coming off your hiatus, you need them, <laughs> okay? So if you weren't practicing all along um, or even if you were, you still might need a refresh on some areas. So this is why taking notes is really great or having reminders in your phone or on index cards or things like that. This is the time to brush them off and um, really revisit them and see how you can incorporate them as you dust off your deliberate training, really, for your mental skills and um, get ready for your trial situation, right? We're really looking for ways to get you re-engaged. And one of those ways is going to be to do some visualizations. Of course, that works. Um, and your um, work with meditating will help that as well. Because the longer you can meditate and kind of just focus on your breath, the easier it will be to think through a visualization. All right. And, you know, a visualization, again, super powerful. Love me some visualization. You know, especially if you're coming back to a trial, like, and it's a place you've been before, you know, you got a head start on the visualization because you can really truly imagine what it's like to be in that ring, to be in that facility, even in that crating area, you know, where the entrance to the ring is, where the exits are, how it's set up, all of that you can start to visualize and really practice putting yourself in that position and sit with those thoughts as long as you can. You know, it's not going to be an hour and that's fine, but it doesn't have to be, by the way, like, please don't. Um, but like sit with it and really think about it and really think about then how you feel and how excited you are um, and what it's like to be there and what your plan needs to be and just really put a lot of thought into it. But one of the things I said earlier that I really want to come back to is that even if it's a place that you trial all the time, and like before, and you think about it that you're just like on autopilot when you're there, you know, you've really got your systems down. I mean, there's definitely a few places I trial, you know, maybe four times or five times or even more a year. Um, don't expect that all to just come flooding back. You'll remember it, 
but you don't have the mental stamina to execute it at the same level. So just be a lot more conscious and your visualization ahead of time is really gonna help you because it's gonna engage your memory And it's going to remind your brain that like, ah, I know how to do that. Yep, I remember how to do that. And it's going to just, it's literally, you're just literally waking up all of those, um, you know, neural transmitters and you're just waking that all back up and saying like, hey, 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 knock, knock, we're going back in the ring. Like I need you, you know, rally the troops. We're all getting, we're all getting dressed. Let's, let's go. We're get we're going out. Okay. So do that. Spend some time visualizing. You know, as you're driving to the trial, you're going to be excited to be back. Your dogs are going to be excited to be back. But do yourself a favor and commit to getting centered and really thinking about what you're there to do. And it will go a long way. Okay. And of course, at the end of that day, you know, write your feedback down, capture the things, you know, write it, even if it's just a couple words in your journal or your, you know, dog planner situation, you know, just capture some things, capture some feedback. What do you want to work on? next time. Okay. All right. I hope that helps. I hope you've had a great hiatus. Like wherever you are, um, you know, coming off from you're, you're back at it. And if you're not currently on hiatus, um, you know, save this little podcast for the next time you're on hiatus and you think about coming back. Um, this also works, by the way, if you've been, for instance, maybe you've been doing a ton of agility and you're going back to the obedience ring because you haven't been in the obedience ring for a while. It's the same kind of thing. You need different kind of mental prep or different mental stamina for every ring. You know, in the agility ring, like I said, you're kind of in there less than a minute. Um, you know, you've got warm up and all that other stuff, but you're really performing you're really on the hook for less than a minute whereas obedience it might be five to eight minutes um, I know in draft or carding um, even when I judge when we time people some people are in the ring for like eight to 12 minutes depending on what they're doing so you know water test you know whatever it is I mean there's that stamina of duration and time that does play a role so make sure that you're that if you're going back even to a ring you've been off of for a while, that you are taking that into consideration. Like, yeah, yeah, we've been playing a lot of agility. That's one minute at a time. I haven't really had to focus for five minutes, right, in a long time, okay? So think about that. Again, it's not lowering your standards. It's not necessarily giving yourself a break per se. It's just raising your awareness so that you can then do these other things and you can get yourself a little more prepared and you can start a little better or restart, I should say, from a little better position. All right. I hope that makes sense. I hope it helps you. I hope it helps you this weekend. I always like to give you stuff that you guys can listen to and work on as you're driving to your next trial. And um, I just hope you have a great week with your dogs and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.